Welcome to the MBA Roadshow, episode number 400. 400! 400! 400! Man, I'm glad that package came together that we've been working on for so long. I know we wanted to In get my head, those. I'm hearing like layer upon layer of chorus, and then realize it just sounds like a 400! <laughs> I'm so glad. I, mean, I know you've really been putting that together for a long time, and really, you, you know, know, we saw this, we saw this date coming, and we were like, "Oh, let's really plan for that 400. We're really gonna knock it out. Let's make sure we're here together. We're gonna get it done. We're gonna, we're gonna make sure that we're here in the room so everything perfectly goes on." And it's like, and then the schedule, well, happens. and then, and then, and then PFL happens. Well, I, I guess I should say my name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee isn't with me directly, however, he is. Uh, joining me through the magic of technology, I am in New York for PFL, and he is back home at the Cold Coffee Compound. You know, you thought it was just the Casa de Cold Coffee. The Casa, it's something, I figure with this being the 400th episode, it was time to come clean and kind of re- really reveal that the Casa de Cold Coffee is just really a small part of the whole Cold Coffee Compound. And there's a lot of other, you know, businesses set up on, on the compound and That's other true. interests. And uh, but, but I'm just, I'm, I'm proud that you could carve out part of your day to, to do this with me. Hey, you know, for an event uh, as big as number four hundred, you know, I, I'm I'm willing to uh, put the other businesses to to the side. I'm willing to tell the staff to be quiet. Mm. Uh, don't bother me. Um, you know, this is a, a, an important day, and it's it's a very. Uh, it's, it's a quite a monument, I'm told. <laughs> you know, if you can tell, we don't take ourselves too seriously here. But you know what? Listen, 400 episodes is actually it's a pretty big number. And a couple of them have even been kind of entertaining along the way, I think. At least one or two of them out of the 400. But uh, it, you know what, man? I remember a few of them. We remember a few of them along the way. There are, there are a few. We're starting to remember more of them now than we did uh, earlier. I know we, we That's true. each of us are trying to have a few less frosty beverages these days. But, uh, man, but listen, the number it, – it, more more than seven and a half years, bro. Seven and a half That's years. That's crazy. Which is crazy in itself. But then when you add in the fact, of course, that we've never missed a single week. I mean, 400 episodes consecutively without one week off. I mean, that to me, you know, you talk about consistency. You talk about what I think is, I mean, that's some that's some Cal Ripken stuff out there. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know, man. Just even the fact that we've been doing it seven and a half years. You think about how much has changed and how much oh, yeah. is it's, – it's wild, man. Seven and a half years is, is, is huge, bro. So much life has happened. And I know we touched upon it in the leading up, you know, so much stuff, so much growth personally, so much growth, so much loss, so much change. You were the 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 rock of junkie. Like that thing would never change. We saw that come and go. And now that feels like that was like a year ago almost, yeah. you know. I mean, like this year yeah. has flown. I mean, like there's been so many crazy memories. I mean, like we've watched your kid grow up during this show. It's true. It's absolutely it's it's mind boggling. Uh, and even just the support, like to think like where we would be now to think that we would ever have a Patreon uh, where we have people actually wanting to take money out of their own pockets and put them in our pockets is just nuts. And I mean, but it helps. It's just it's it's amazing. I, I feel like the uh, uh, the roadshow crew, the roadies, everybody along this journey that we've met and found has been one of the most rewarding things uh, off to the side. Obviously, we love being able to cover this sport and talk about it. But 
part of this journey is these people that have came along with us. And now it's some Lovely. of the shit that I'm, I'm most looking forward to. I love the conversations that happens on our Patreon, the different guys talking about stuff and helping lead the ship. Um, you know, so much about this is, has came and changed and, and sort of evolved. But the one thing that hasn't is, like you said, the consistency. We're always here and we're always going to be here regardless of, of what crazy shit in life has happened. Yeah. Um, and it's just been great, man. What a what a what a journey, man. And uh, you would think maybe by five hundred we'll plan something better and like <laughs> like a real show for like a milestone. Uh, you know, it's funny when when it's like guys like Mark Fellows and people on the Patreon, like, hey, you guys gonna do anything for that four hundred coming up? And it's like, oh shit, you're right, four hundred. So coming true. Up. <laughs> so true, man. They had to like point it out to us. It's great. Well. Yeah, next time we'll, we'll a hundred episodes from now, maybe we'll make sure we're at least in the same room <laughs> together, and we got something got something planned. But uh, I tell you, so it's uh, we we will talk about PFL in just a second. But I I just want to say first of all, uh, got my family with me. In fact, they're actually sitting here in the hotel room. I'm and my 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 son just walked in the other room because he heard me start talking and immediately got annoyed that he couldn't concentrate on his video game, so he left. Yeah. But 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 my wife is behind me as well, and and I will say this, and obviously they're within earshot, but I'm not saying this just because of them. I, I will. Say Say, you know, I've kind of started like the goal of traveling a little bit less and being gone a, a little bit less. I will say this: if there was a way that they could uh, be on the road with me, man, that would kind of excite me. It's it's definitely changed the way Fight Week feels. You know what I mean? It's like go sure. go work a little bit, but then I come back to the hotel room. And it's like my family's here. I'm like, let's go get some dinner. Let's go hang out. Let's go do whatever. It's uh maybe someday maybe maybe that's the goal. It's like I'll get back on the road every single week, but I have my family with me too. You know, maybe that'll change things a little bit. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures from the hotel room, and I mean that was that's very very cool. I mean one plus two. I mean like at one point it was about getting on the road, enjoying the scene, and that's part of the stuff like sometimes I miss on the road is that camaraderie, that meeting up with other media members that we haven't seen for a while, throwing a throwing back a couple beers. A lot of life has changed. The pandemic changed a lot of that stuff. You know now when you go on the road, it's good to see a lot of the people, but sometimes it's just like you're just enjoying their company. You maybe go out and have have some uh, food, and then you go back to your room, and then you prepare for the next day. You know, it's not about just getting crazy benders and just getting, you know, drunk and then like, oh, let's just go do it again. But to be able to go travel places and actually make memories with your family, yeah. that's the shit that's going to last forever, and that's the shit that your kid's going to remember, yep. and that's the shit that your wife's going to remember. I mean, like, that's very cool. I mean, that's just it, – it's a, just a progression I think it's a healthy, <laughs> much healthier progression, especially for yourself, than than uh, hanging out with guys, uh, all the young kids out there that are still uh, trying to go to every event and trying to do all those crazy benders. It's like, we've been there. We've done that. You know, like, shit just changes a little bit. But you know what? I don't miss those crazy things. I enjoy that going into a, a place and, and getting uh, – some good food and getting to see the sights. And now you're getting to share it with your family. And if you could do that more, I mean, why wouldn't you travel? Yeah. 100%. Um, that could get expensive. That could get expensive. Well, that's the flip side of it, sir. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that this is going to return as a net positive for old John Morgan. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it's great to have endless money, uh, to travel with family, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you got to pick and choose. But I mean, I know as much in the past, you've said that, uh, New York wasn't your favorite place, let alone Manhattan. Maybe some of the other areas, some of the other boroughs kind of have their own feel to them. But I know that this was a place that your wife wanted to go to. So, I mean, that's kind of one of those special things that you got to take them along with it. I mean, you got to go see some of these places. I mean, and New York City, I mean, like it doesn't get much bigger 
and impressive than New York City. It was you know? it was funny because you're absolutely right about that. Like, I, and again, I'm not trying to be a, a jackass here, but it's just not always my favorite place to 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 be. If I'm just being honest with you, but last night. Uh, my wife was was really tired, and she was like, "You know what? At dinner. I think I'm just gonna stay in and go to bed early. Why don't you and Eli go ahead and go to you know go somewhere to dinner together?" And so me and Eli walked, you know, 15, 16 blocks or whatever to go to dinner, and then walked the way back. And I will say, as chaotic and crazy and wild as Manhattan is sometimes, and it's always my favorite to be walking all that distance with my son, and he's seeing it for the first time, you know, and just like soaking yeah. in the madness that is Manhattan and seeing all the bright lights and and you know he's like why are there sirens all the time and why is it so loud <laughs> here you know and I'm like so I will say it kind of like totally changed my perception and my enjoyment yeah. of walking around Manhattan and like getting to do it with him and, and, and watching him do it you know what I mean it really yeah. changed things you got to see it with fresh eyes yeah. you know I mean that's the thing about you know going a lot of places you know you kind of start your vision starts to get jaded by how you feel about a certain place but when you're able to sort of reset having uh eli there that's pretty cool man um and maybe you'll have a, a newfound love for it at least for a, a few days then i'm sure you'll be like all right i'm over this <laughs> like, place I'm again getting the hell out of here. i did i did see that uh danielle uh shared some uh pizza pictures what did they think of the new york pizza they, did, uh they they, they, did they like it they like the new york pizza we just had one experience so far i think we're about to go maybe for dinner tonight the original grimaldi's over in brooklyn oh, you know we like we like grimaldi's in las vegas yeah. and so we uh, we hit up the the pizza stop we hit up when we first is is that one that's uh right next to madison square garden that we kind of grab a slice from every now and okay. then, uh, and yeah. they enjoyed that. And then, you know, we went to Macy's, and and today, uh, while I was at the press conference with PFL, they went uh, ice skating at Rockefeller Center, and you know, oh, wow. walked around. I think they're gonna check out the parade in the morning. So, uh, you know, it's it's they're checking off all the typical boxes for New York. But it's but again, it's cool. It changed. It definitely has changed my perspective a little bit, and it, and it's changed my enjoyment. And yes, financially, I'm certainly gonna come in in the red <laughs> in this one, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but did, you, did you guys find any Buffalo Wild Wings out there? Uh, we've not searched for <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings yet. I, we, we may have to look for that one at some point. So uh, anyway, cool. enjoying them being out there. All right, t- speaking of evolution and evolving and, and things changing, can I just say uh, I, I wanted to throw out there, you know, I did stop by the Apex briefly this past Saturday for USC Fight Night 215. I caught yeah. I caught, I caught the <laughs> – Saw you come in there and then you're hanging out with all D-dubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, chilling for a little bit, you know, hanging out. Uh, so stop by for the last three fights. Um, but but what I what I did say, you know, obviously the, the fight got canceled and, and that was unfortunate. Obviously we all wanted to see Derek Lewis compete and, you know, yeah. losing the main event kind of sucked. But what I did see coming out of that was the MMA junkie – was filing a report of the of of some investigative reporting that had been done on scene by a staff member of MMA Junkie talking to Dr. Jeff Davidson and uh I only know one MMA junkie guy that was there, so I'm assuming that hard-hitting intrepid reporter must be the videographer that is Cole Coffee. It is, but you know, uh to come clearing, if I knew that they were going to put a story, I would have corrected them and not let them to put it like that because Dr. D did not talk to me. Oh, God. Dr. D <laughs> talked to Kevin Ioli. Oh, God. Kevin Ioli related it to me. He's like, hey, by the way, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, is that from DW? Because he was reading a text. He said, no, that's Dr. D. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I write to our guys and said, hey, Dr. D said this, this, this. They didn't say, I'm going to fucking write a story. Or I would have been like, hey, oh. by the way. He did not talk to me, but then after the fact, I was like, fuck it. I'm just not even going to bring it up. Right. I was like, whatever. Um, sh- shame on them for, well, 
whatever. I don't want to say something that's going to get me in trouble or something. But I was just like, if they would have said something, and maybe I should have said it, but I didn't think that they were going to write a story right. on it. So all, uh, so no, in that sense. Uh, so credit to Kevin I Ioli. Not. Credit to Kevin Ioli. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I, see, I was like, bro, hot, cold coffee jumped up. Ran out there to talk to Doctor D and was like, "Bro, I can't even get to Doctor D out there. I th- I'd, I'd be I'd be lucky if I even saw Doctor D where I was, where my seat would be. I'd be <laughs> lucky if I even found the dude because they set me way fucking the back. Uh, but no, just to come clean, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, because they did start putting me, giving me credit, and I was like, uh, "What do I tell them? Like, hey guys, you should never fucking wrote that story because I didn't whatever." <laughs> but it did come, and I mean, so part of me was thinking like, if Doctor D was like, "Uh, no, I didn't." Um, but maybe he was like, whatever. I mean, Dr. D knows me. I'm sure he could have said something or whatever. Maybe he just assumed or maybe he didn't even read it or whatever. But um, to be completely honest, because that's what the roadshow does. I mean, I'm not I won't take credit for uh, for something that didn't fully actually happen. It was more through a proxy of me asking, ultimately thinking it was Dana White told Kevin something. And then he clarified Dr. D and then I just happened to share it to the group. Hey, by the way. Uh, he was cleared from the ER, stomach issues, da da da. Just more of a, just like any other random chat that we would put in our Slack channel. Hey guys, this is what I've heard. Right. And then they're like, oh well, we should put some out. I don't think I've seen wow. anything. And then, and then when I didn't read the story, and they never told me that they were going to quote blah 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 blah. I went back after you know, like later in the day, you know, as you're just pro- as I'm processing video, and then I'm like, oh shit, they fucking said that Doctor D talked to me, and I was like. Do I try to say, hey, guys, your your story's wrong, or do I just let it go? So I just kind of let it kinda go. Kind of let it go I mean, at that point. I can't believe it. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess the big lesson to take out of this one, Kokabi, is you got to mention these things in our pre-production meetings as we're laying yeah. out the uh, – <laughs> this- <laughs> No, I, I want. I wanted some praise for it. This is episode four hundred. Give me some motherfucking praise. Yeah. But then I just then I'm I'm such an honest guy. I mean, we've already had our staff review our scripts. We had legal take a look at everything, <laughs> and now you throw this on. But this me? is more intriguing, though, right? This is this is more intriguing. Honestly, it was a, me telling you this way. It was okay. It was a creative decision on your part yeah, to was, not bring I, it up. It was up. just a creative decision to. to I would have just, I would have been like, ah, oh, there you are taking credit for something you didn't really do. And then I'd feel like a shithead afterwards. <laughs> Too you know? funny. Too funny. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. But, but regardless, uh, I tried actually, I think my number for Derek, it doesn't work. I sent him a text later on, uh, or maybe it was the next day. I was like, bro, hey, it's uh, Kenny from Junkie. Are you good? And I didn't get a response, but I think he changed his number. Yeah, I think he changes his number quite often, to be honest. Yeah. With you. So I think, I think uh, I'm dialing to a bad one, but. Um, I do, will say something I have heard, um, and this is, I guess, another through proxy. Um, you know how Derek had switched camps. You know, I'd left um, Bob right. and had went elsewhere, you know. And it was just like I found out that it was sort of very unceremoniously how he just sort of left that camp. Didn't really say goodbye, didn't say really anything, and just sort of di- uh, stepped away. Um, and I, I guess from what I was hearing was that Bob was was very hurt and sort of like, man, what what was that all about? But um, through this whole process or this fight week or maybe towards the end or something, they reconnected. Oh wow! And um, are back on like texting terms. And I actually saw Bob put out a um, a tweet the other day, uh, an Instagram or something. It was cool. it's funny. He's sitting there reading. He's got this book. He's like, "How to Live with a Big Dick" or whatever. I was like, God, <laughs> Bob's a fucking character. <laughs> But I saw that Derek liked that, and I was like, "Yes." I was like, "the the 
the ball's back in motion. I'm not sure whatever sort of happened there to sort of separate. Those two were so close and were so thick. Um, I don't know if it whatever caused whatever for Derek to want to look elsewhere, but hopefully that is sort of the ship is riding back in that other direction, you know. And That's good news. That's good news because you're, I thought you're, it was real. Yeah, you're right because nobody had really talked about it. But you know, let's just like when you when you're having those conversations or when it's brought up and you can just feel that it's like uncomfortable and you're like, oh, something ain't right here. Like they, neither one yeah. of them wanted to say anything bad about each other, but you could in in separate conversations you got the feeling that it wasn't like. Yeah, we just decided maybe we should change things up a little bit. It felt kind of, as you said, kind of unceremonious and not exactly, uh, not exactly yeah. great. In, in the way of like, you know, I mean, and it's funny. Derek's this huge hulk of a dude, but I mean, Derek, I think doesn't like to say stuff to make people uncomfortable on intention. He might say something that's jokingly and and have content that makes people uncomfortable, but I don't think he's going to say anything to really put somebody down or say something if he knows it's going to harm them or make them upset right he's the type to be the silent guy and just sort of he'd rather step away and rather than the cause and have like this weird moment or something and i think that's partially what sort of happened he stepped away without having that closure so bob never really got that closure and understanding but i think they've sort of got over whatever weird sort of thing so i'd love to see him back together but like you said uh with that fight not happening we didn't get to see i mean this was i think the second time was this the second fight where it was at a different camp? The last one, he looked okay at parts, but I think this was one of the ones that people were going to look to see how does Derek actually look. Yep. You know, I mean, I was surprised that a lot of people on the junkie staff did not pick him. Of course, I'm going to homer for him, but I was surprised and I was like, I wanted to see. And I was like, am I just blindly just believing because I love the dude? You know, are we going to see something really different? And uh, kind of feel bad that we didn't actually get to see that because i wanted to see what you know Derek had been working he came in looking so good that fight week he was so svelte man he he was just he had said that before he wanted to come into fight week like smaller and smaller and he i just thought he looked so incredibly good when he came in you know hence why in media day everybody was teasing amy because amy came in and lead it off with like hey Derek. You look good. There's <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> and he saw people on the on like the, the stream and people on the internet were just like, What is she doing? And it's like, no, she's just she's just like trying to be playful and like you know, toss him a softball, but uh it was yeah, it was just weird. But uh but yeah, so I, I was I was sad that we didn't get to see Derek fight, you know, because I think there's still some questions there. Mm-hmm. Um but the guy we did get to see and I'm uh, Kenny It's hard say his last name. <laughs> it's hard to say his last. Hard, and you know what? There's even disagreement on on how exactly. It's like different people to, say it different ways. But right? Yeah, Injeku, Injekuwu. I mean, there's yeah. a couple different ways that even the announcers say it. I try to channel John Anik. I try to hear how he says it and remember it and just blindly blurt it out. But it never fucking works. My mouth just doesn't say it. But he's another one I picked, uh, you know, of course, homering for the Fortis MMA. Yep. And I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the best performance we've seen from him so long. And I was like, finally, we're getting to see it. You know, was it the level of a main event that we wanted, that we thought we were going to get in Lewis and Spivak? No, but was it still like a very, very 
good performance. And I mean, how can you not feel and want for that kid? Oh, I mean, yeah, like, man. The, the story, he's one of the most humbled, nicest young men. I mean, it t- he's the primary caregiver for his, his, his mom who's suffering from ALS and he's putting his like siblings through school. And then he comes in there into the post fight and he's like the most humble dude in the world. And you're just like, you want good things for him. And it was like a perfect showcase for him. It sucks that we had to lose the fight we did for him to get this sort of spotlight. But man, uh, if there was ever a chance of taking uh, and making the most of uh, of a situation, Kennedy did, uh, and it was fantastic. It, it was incredibly exciting, and obviously, uh, and showed some heart in there, some character coming from behind, and, and as you said, showed his personality as well. His post fight speech, even I, I love that when you're thanking like the people. Like I mean, you you've obviously seen it firsthand from behind the scenes, then as a media member as well, but like. There's so many people that make the UFC run. You know what I mean? Like, of course, everybody talks about Dana White and Hunter Campbell and Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard. Of course they talk about them, and of course they matter. You know what I mean? But that's not what really makes the UFC run on a daily basis. They're just the very tip. That's the tip of the pyramid. That's just the very, very top. you got to have that base. Yep. That holds it all up, and and you're right. There's so many. There's so much more that's going on behind the scenes than what people see. Yeah, you know, and it was so cool for him to shout those people out. So that was cool. The other big news uh, out of last weekend, of course, was the Miles John revelation of James Krause yeah. not being uh, able to coach him. Uh, and a couple of things I wanted. So I was actually on the plane, so I actually watched that uh, that unfold. Uh, from from uh, from the air while I was flying back in, and and the first thing that came to mind because I was watching the broadcast, and it had been mentioned that James Krause couldn't be there. I wish there was a way for the UFC to be more transparent. Like I know they're not going to because yeah. you know ESPN and UFC they're there to they, they want to make their product as shiny as possible and if there's something controversial or something um well really you know whatever they don't want to put anybody or especially their own product in a negative light but i just wish like brendan fitzgerald had mentioned oh james Krause couldn't be here and you know in my mind i immediately thought oh you know james must have had a scheduling conflict or he must have had uh you know something else going on when you find out it's because of the investigation I don't know. I just first thing I want to say is I wish they could be more transparent. I don't ever expect them to be, but I wish they could be. But the second thing that I want to say is, um, I, man, I feel like a lot of people are really quick right now to try to convict James Krause of some kind of oh, fight. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think people are one hundred percent. I think people are jumping the gun way too fast on this. Even with his removal from the corner on on fr- on, on Friday night for a Saturday event, you have to understand that. You know, it's it's perfectly okay for a commission to say, listen, we don't know what's going on, but because this investigation is going on, we just don't think it makes sense to allow you to continue to do those things. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I just I want to caution everybody out there because it seems like people are ready to convict James Krause, lock the key, you know, put the man up, and 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 I just first of all. There's a big difference between fight fixing and what would essentially be insider trading, like if you have insider information. So, you know, whether you think that that's okay, I mean, that's why this whole thing was outlawed is because is that well, that's why they don't want UFC fighters, you know, gambling on stuff is because of reasons like this. But betting on something because you know you know, the likely scenario because you have inside information that other people don't have it. That's no different than you or I being like, hey, man, you know what I heard about so-and-so or you know what I, uh, you know, what so-and-so told me. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. now, if you were if you were telling people that you're, you know, you're, you know telling your guy to lose or, or whatever, that would be a problem. But I, I just, 
I got to be honest. I just I'm a little bit surprised at what the court of public opinion seems to be right now. Knowing James Krause, the way I do and the way we do and what we see and the dedication that he has to his athletes and the passion that he has for coaching and stuff. Um, I don't know. I just I guess I kind of want to throw it out there that this does this is a big story. It deserves to be covered. It deserves to be followed. But I wish everybody would slow down a little bit on trying to convict James Krause of some kind of wrongdoing. I completely agree with you. I mean, and you know, shoot, there's there's so many sort of little small little bits to tackle there. First, it's like we weren't even sure. Nobody could even clarify. Was it this a UFC de- de- uh, decision? Was this a commission decision? Nobody could even have any sort of idea. And then it was just like, okay, well, when did this decision happen? Because you know that the UFC pays to fly James out there. James doesn't come out on his own dime. So I'm sure as part of like uh, the Miles John team, he was flown out there. If you know that you're possibly, if there's something going on and that you're going to do something, uh, why fly him out there? Save him the trip, save yourself some money. Yep. So yep. either something happened or some sort of decision happened or something came down the line that somebody last minute's like, okay, well, sorry, this needs to happen. Um, pull him from the card. I don't want him to be there. And I think that's why broadcast didn't know what was going on. Probably the PR certainly didn't seem to know what's going on. I mean, there's often times where there are stuff that happens where you could tell where PR or the broadcast team is like, okay, of course we're not going to bring this up. We're not going to talk about it. This didn't feel like it on fight day. Everybody legit seemed caught off guard by some last minute decision. And that's why it felt to me like it wasn't maybe a commission. Like this was this came from up above at the UFC. Like they're like something's coming down the line. They got tipped off or something. They're just like let's just get ahead of it. Let's just pull them. And it's just very very weird. But that being said, like you're right. I mean, like people ask about all kinds of weird shit. Like even on the last stream uh, of that event, like on the way, and people were asking like, hey, when did Teresa Bleda get there? When did so and so get here? The only people that care when a fighter gets on on site are the gamblers, are the people like, mm-hmm. okay, did this person that's coming from Brazil have a hard travel time? Did they come, um, you know, did did they possibly, are they are they going to be jet lagged? Are they going to blah, 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 blah. That's just random questions, you know, by finding out that Im- information or somebody telling you, are you saying that they're fixing it? Are they doing whatever? No, they're just giving the information. If a fighter is kind of injured and there's whatever and they don't, and, and you don't, how many times do we see fighters show up and people don't say, okay, my fighter's kind of injured because um, they just want to get, you know, they just want to have the fighter fight. If somebody finds out later on that a fighter might be coming in and, and injured or have something else, if that control, if that changes the line, that doesn't have anything to do with said coach or anybody else. You know, that's just people finding out information, doing whatever. From what I've interacted with James He's got way too much to lose in the game for doing some stupid shit on, no offense to Derek Minner and these cats, on some low-level fight. He has nothing to gain from that sort of deal. And I just feel that most of these coaches have invested so much of their time and effort and heart and soul and blood and sweat, tears, everything, that most guys uh, are not going to try to do something stupid, like ever try to fight fix or whatever. And uh, I'm of the the camp that you know until you show me some concrete evidence of this guy doing anything why would i ever think that he's done anything wrong you know and way too many people and i hate it because sometimes even if you put a fucking headline together it makes it sound incriminating the fact that you have to put this guy's name in there i wish we didn't even have to put his name in there but unfortunately that's where the story started that's where the story starts diving in a little bit more you know when he got removed from a thing because they can't just say 
oh, coach removed from fighter's corner, they have to name the coach. And then right. everybody starts jumping on, well, why possibly could it get done? Oh, well, if he, if, if they removed it, it must be so serious. It must be so true that uh, that he did it. And then they just start saying shit. I mean... It's just, it's just uncalled. I just feel bad for James. I don't, I don't think he deserves it. Um, am I willing to say a hundred percent that I don't, you know, that that he's completely whatever? I can't say either way. Right. You know, I'd like to think the best in what's going on. Well, you know, but I also, if something came out, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to be like, oh my goodness. I mean, like everybody has their moments, you know, in life where you could be at a crossroads where you maybe want to do something, and you know. And you maybe choose the wrong thing. I could have earlier taken the credit when you said, hey, good job <laughs> finding that information from Dr. D. Or I could own up to it. And I owned up to it, sir. See, that's that's the kind of person I am. That's the kind of person I am. And, so, uh, and humble. No. And humble as well. And humble. And <laughs> super humble. But yeah, it, it, but that was like the strangest. It, that was just the strangest thing. Because I think we had an interview going on in the back at the same time. And when... Miles started saying that we we're all just kind of like, wait, 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 what did he say? What did he say? And then obviously the broadcast didn't really, couldn't really clarify. So we we're just like, oh my goodness. So then we had to get him back there. And then partially, you know, honestly, a lot of us were thinking either PR is going to grab him and say, please don't say this. Please don't say this, blah, 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 blah. And maybe there was a little bit of that. It was still, but to me, it rang true like, it was a fighter that didn't really know the full story of what's going on. And that could either be because the, his coach doesn't know fully what's really going on. He could still be in the dark of why he was completely pulled. Um, or he could have just been like the UFC could have been like, you know, Hey, we'd rather you, you just play dumb on this. And you never know that could have happened. I mean, but it was strange. It was a strange situation, but yeah, I I'm with you where I feel like the, the court of public opinion, has been very, very quick to, uh, in a sense, make him seem guilty when I haven't seen one bit of facts. Show me, show me, show me the money. Show me what's happening. You know, um, it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. I just want to throw that out there because it's been bugging me and seeing it, and I just at least went off from my opinion. As you said, can I say a hundred percent that he did nothing wrong? No, I can't. And you're right. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to defend somebody, and it turns out maybe they did make a mistake, but. A, just knowing James, I, I just don't believe he would. And B, the man deserves the due process anyway. So, you know, don't don't be so quick to jump on him. So. Yeah, and if anybody potentially smashed Laura Senko, dude, you got my respect. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to take it there. I had to take it there. I had to take it there. Uh, well, well, it's been he's a, my hero. It's been he's a my hero. fun 400 episodes. We've really enjoyed the run that we've had. It's been a great seven and a half years. And I'm um, looking forward to the next opportunity. And uh, we'll see what's out there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, I, I, that's fun. Yeah, whatever. Let's talk. Yeah, no, whatever. Let's talk about what's going on this week. Of course, I am in New York to cover the PFL. Uh, it is their World Championship. It is their first pay per view. I know a lot of people are are, are, are shocked at the forty nine ninety nine sticker price. And listen, um, let, let, they're handing out a lot of money at the end of that night. They got to make some money back, man. But you know what? I guess we'll we'll just start there. First of all, let me just say I I think this is a really good card. I mean, that goes without saying. Obviously, you make it to the finals. Uh, you've proven yourself, and you're on a nice win streak. I mean, Kayla Harrison versus. Uh, Larissa Pacheco, we've seen it before, yeah. but Larissa has been on an absolute tear since then. Five straight yeah. first-round knockouts. Um, scary. And, and don't Should forget, scary. yeah, their last meeting was in 2019, so 
you know, maybe yeah. there's, you know, maybe she has made the adjustments. Maybe she can. Uh, Brendan Lockdane versus Bubba Jenkins. I mean, that's a, that clash of styles, and obviously, I think a, a really, really fun fight, and 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 the the battle of words, like it's a friendly battle of words between them, but it's it's been fun, and they've kind of gotten the entertainment there, and, and obviously, all the rest of the matchups as well. We have, you know, Aspen Ladd making her debut yeah. for the promotion against Julia Budd as well. Um, Sadabutsi, Delano Taylor. Should be, there's a lot of good fights on here, man. Rob Wilkinson. There really is. Amari really Agudon. It's a lot of good fights, so I definitely recommend watching. Now, I want to talk first about the pay-per-view thing because I think that is what everybody is focused on. And you said it, number one. First of all, they're paying out $6 million. They got to, they got to yeah. look at making this money back somehow. But I am kind of curious about what their expectation levels are for the pay-per-view because – you know, I think I think you and I and, and and I think we talked about this in the media room one day. I think when it first came out, but I don't know if we ever talked about this on air. But one thing I would caution here, and and I guess remember, is that it's not exactly like the PFL just rolled up into the ESPN offices and were like, "Guess what, ESPN? We're going on pay per view for our finals, and we don't care what you have to say about it. We're going pay per view, baby." I mean, ESPN had to have some discussion in this as well. So I kind of wonder. Yep. If if maybe this is almost you know a fact finding mission so to speak like like a, a a little bit of an experiment for everybody involved to see you know can ESPN see what somebody outside of the UFC can do on pay per view I mean let's not forget yep. UFC media rights are up for uh, up for bid right and the UFC wants a media increase well maybe maybe ESPN wants to come back and say well hold on. You know, we put this other company on pay-per-view, and look at what numbers they did, you know. And obviously it's not going to be anywhere near what the UFC does. But I'm just saying, I just wonder, I I think a lot of people are looking at this as like, boy, I think the PFL screwed up on this, and I I think they're going to come up short, and I think this is going to tank the company and all that. I would say, again, slow your roll on that, think bigger picture, and think about, of course – PFL would like to be a, a, a financially viable pay-per-view commodity, but they didn't make this decision alone. They've made this with their partners at ESPN, and I wonder very much. Of course, ESPN would never say this, but I wonder if it, you know very much if ESPN is, is also saying, "Let's see what kind of numbers PFL can do on pay-per-view." And I'm not saying to tank the UFC or anything like that, but it doesn't hurt to have that information in your back pocket when you go into a billion-dollar negotiation with somebody. Of hey. Here's what we think we can do with a viable number two commodity or, you know, what kind of revenue we can generate yep. there. So, I don't know. I guess I would just say for everybody that's sitting here going, I don't know what the PFL's doing. Remember, the PFL didn't make this decision alone. ESPN made this decision with them, and there might be a number of reasons why. Yeah, and I think you're right. It does almost seem like a fact-finding mission, you know. And I definitely don't think they're trying to send a message to the UFC and be like, hey, look, you know, if you don't give us what we want, you know, we'll just roll with option number two because option number two is nowhere close than, than the stuff that they get from uh, UFC. But in the sense of this could be a play to where the, the PFL is trying to renegotiate their own sort of deal mm-hmm. with ESPN. If they know that they can bring part of this more of this other money, ESPN knows they're, they're going to do the same sort of thing with the UFC, you know, where they're going to want to cut of that, but maybe take a bigger portion, give them more money, um, up front in the possibility of either taking all the pay-per-view or at least a portion. Maybe it'll be more of a, a, a share and they're like, hey, we'll give you a percentage of the pay-per-view. You give us a little bit more on the front, you know, year to year, you know, just renew a bigger contract sort of deal. I definitely think it's a bigger play in that sense. But, you know, honestly, until they try it, they don't know really what their market is. I mean, you had the CEO out there saying, you know, 
it was weird. He just kind of really came out and said, hey, we're the number two, you know, along those lines or something like that. It sounded like the bigger, it was like a big investor relation call. It was very, very boring at first. I was like, these poor fighters <laughs> look like they're all going to fall asleep. I was like, who had the bright idea of having this guy going through his investor relations speak? I felt like we were on a financials call, like where he was just saying the numbers and the forecasting and this and this. And like, I get it. I get it. I was like, but bro, this, is this the right time and place to, to kind of put that? But I was like, because everybody just wants to hear the fighters. But I guess I guess it is the, the right time. I think he just could have dialed it down a little bit. But it, it felt to me like, you know, for them to really step out and show that they are say in their words the number two or one of the big players how can you not have a pay-per-view um of some sort to really sort of do it the number is not the worst of numbers i think a lot of people um you know we even had chat in in this last week's uh episode of spinning back click what was the right number you know was it 29.99 was it 1999 is way too low you know right. matt wells had a good point and said how do you have something on the weekend of of um, Black Friday and not offer a discount. You know, if you're offering forty nine ninety nine, why don't you do a half off twenty nine ninety nine discount because it's Black Friday That's or funny. something? That's you funny. know, you know, something along those lines. I mean, the dollar amount it's not as crazy as some of the things. I mean, the UFC is what out there like seventy nine ninety nine or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, seventy four ninety nine now. Seventy four. Yeah, so it's roughly roughly almost eighty dollars. So you're you're getting at a discount from that, but you're also getting an event that's got you know six championships that's going to happen you know the ufc i think on the biggest maybe what three titles on one of the ufc yeah. i don't know if they've ever that, had a fourth no no three at most but i want to say three at most and i mean but th when you look at this card i mean it's the cream of the crop of pfl i mean like if you're going to bring something to market i mean this is the this is a good card to do it um i think that the dollar value while it does seem a bit pricey just because a lot of people are thinking like wow that's just 50 bucks and they never wanted us to try to do this sort of number or this number just feels big right now it's around christmas time everybody's got money they need to spend on other things outside of mma True. um it's a, it's a tough little ask but I, I do feel just as you said this wasn't done on their own they're not they're not uh just going and say hey espn watch this watch what we're gonna do yep um, because ESPN, I mean, like they, they've been putting this platform, you know, giving them this platform. How could you ever try to do something like that and, and blindside your partner? It just doesn't make yep. any sense. Yep. You know, it doesn't make any sense that you blindside your, your broadcast partner, um, with a pay-per-view that they don't have something to, uh, in some part of it, you know? And, um, but I mean, it's a great card. It does seem a bit uh, pricey for me. I think, uh, you know, kudos to Matt Wells. I think they missed a really good opportunity to sort of like play up on the whole uh, Thanksgiving thing and the Black Friday. I think they would sell more. But, you know, that's us saying, hey, charge less for your product. They believe that they're a $49.99 product. I think that's what it is. $49. They believe they're worth 50 bucks. Who are we to say, no, I think you're more of a $25 product or a $30 product. Um because when you look on the, the the sheer name value of who they have, it's the best of PFL. Absolutely, I mean, we we love this tournament format, and this just is this is the climax of it. I mean, like it's been building up to this. Um, so I think I think the price point could could have been better, but it's not the worst. And but I do think that this is them really trying to see if uh, this is manageable for them, if this yeah. is sustainable. But, you know, is this sustainable without, like, a Kayla Harrison on it? 
then you start, you know, you start, you look at the future and then you start thinking like, okay, well, you might have to have some wiggle room because your biggest star might not be there next year if you try to do this again. If you're like trying to establish a pattern, there's no guarantee Kayla Harrison's even going to be there next year. So, yeah, she's got two fights left. I think she's going to have super fights. She's not going to be, but you would think they would definitely want her on pay per view. It's, it's, it is interesting. I mean, again, I think we're going to know a lot more after this weekend. I want to get your thoughts too on the, the Black Friday thing because, uh, first of all, I guess it does make it difficult for media that might want to cover it because you got to go away from your family on Thanksgiving. As we've established, I brought my family with me, which yeah, you um, brought yours with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't, so I don't have to get away from it. And I guess if you're local, it would be a big deal. But so I guess that's a challenge. But I will say. At first, when it was mentioned, like, it was like, oh, that's kind of a weird day. But I'll, I'll be honest, the more that I've thought it, like, I kind of like it for him because if there's, there's, I mean, you look at what last weekend was like. Oh, my God. Last week, there was Bellator, UFC, PFL had two shows on Fight Pass. You know, obviously, I was broadcasting CFFC. I think there were, like, six different shows on Fight Pass last weekend. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was, there was yeah. everything. And this weekend, there's nothing. It's literally the PFL. And so I wonder... You know, I guess there's, you know, there's the take that well, it's it's a holiday weekend. You know, people are busy, so they're not going to want to buy it. But I kind of think of it like, man, it's so funny because we always joke about how nonstop this sport is and how it's every single weekend. But every time there is a weekend that we get a weekend off, and <coughs> inevitably on that like Friday or Saturday, I'm like, I need some damn fights. Like, where's where's some fights yeah. at? And so I just I wonder if there's going to be people that end up clicking by on Friday that don't even think they are right now because they're fight fans yeah. and they get there and they're like, wait a minute, there ain't no fights at all this weekend. This thing's on. I'm sitting at home. It's a holiday. You know, I've already done the dinner thing. Ah, to hell with it. Yeah, take my $50. I want to watch some fights. You know what I mean? I, I kind of like I the idea. Right. I kind of like the idea I- of them owning this weekend. Yeah, especially I think they did really good by picking the Friday. I think the Friday was the right choice. You know, it's funny. I was going to joke because you're like, there's nothing else happening. Saturday for me personally is when Ohio State plays Michigan, which is a much bigger thing in my book than Mm. this championship can ever be. Like, this is the shit. But they're not competing with it. Right. It's perfect. I could watch it on Friday night. And then the next day I have all day for college, you know, for college ball and actually be able to just sort of like eat leftovers and just be fat and happy. So I mean, I, kudos to them for picking the Friday. But I kind of like I kind of like your what you're saying there because you're right. I mean, you, you're gonna a lot of people might have family in town. What better to uh, dissuade you know family violence by watching some violence on TV? There you, you go. Know? Like get, get your rocks off watching other people <laughs> beat up other people so you don't beat your own family. There you, you know? go. Uh, so you're right. You know, you should probably say something to the other media that travel there without their family about how they're horrible people. <laughs> And, uh, you know, how dare they leave their family on Thanksgiving weekend to go to go watch uh, fights uh, while their family has to give thanks. I will pass that. I will pass that on that it came directly from cold coffee. I will, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure. That, I'll make sure. That. All right. Listen, uh, listen, big weekend. Like I said, I, I will be here. So uh, I'll, I'll have coverage that we will do a, a and a half episode and, and cover. You want to run down some picks real quick? What's that? Uh, I know you're there. Let, let, I want to. I'm going to get your 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 brain trust on uh, because we're getting near the end for the MMA junkie staff picks, bro, bro. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. There's not many events left. I'm up nine. Nine. I'm up nine, dog. I expanded the lead a little bit. Oh I think, my I think the closest. Gosh. I think the closest person is nine away from me now. Eight or nine. I think it's nine. So are you guys picking? Bro, have you? Are you guys? Are you guys picking? So we did this. We did the PFL championship. So you're doing all is, all six plus. Lad and Bud, or uh, plus Lad and Bud. Yep. Okay. 
So I, I look. Uh, I do believe Larissa Pacheco is a much better fighter than people want to give yep. her credit for. And people don't forget, she's the only one that takes Harrison to decision. She's the only one that does. And you look at she's the only one. Look at look at her UFC losses. Who she lost to? She lost to two form, two future UFC champions. She lost to Jessica Andrade and she lost to Jermaine Duranami. So it's like ridiculous uh but all that said i i do think kayla is <laughs> kayla i yeah. do think kayla's kayla <laughs> i do think she's you know the real deal i think she's you know among the pound for pound best so i, I like kayla harrison there um yep. I'm, I'm torn on bubba jenkins brendan lockney man clash of styles yeah lockney um i mean looked fantastic last time out but man i, I love what bubba's Bubba explosive yes yeah. and bubba is saying like and I love it. He's just like, dude, I'm going with my wrestling, and I don't care. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, this is for a million dollars. And so Bubba's the dog here, but it's Damn. it's a tight one. But I you're like Bubba. Me a little bit. I like Bubba. I you're like swinging Bubba. me. I went I went Lachlan on that one, but you're right. I forgot about how good Jenkins wrestling is. It's the kind that you could be an incredible striker. You could have all the skills in the world, but if you don't get a chance to use them, what good are they? Yep. What good are they? And he's that good when it comes to wrestling. I did not pick him in this one, but I am um, – I'm kind of now. I'm I'm kind of iffy a little bit it's, on that one, but I but I did. I went Brendan on that to one. To me, to me, it's the most intriguing fight. On, well, I say that it's it's the it is one of the most intriguing fights on the card because of stylistic yeah. matchup. Uh, I like Auntie Delia. Uh, I, I just yeah. think I, I think he's a little bit too much. Um, I think so too. I think um, boy, 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 Lad and Bud. Um, gosh, Aspen Lad and Julia Bud. Aspen Ladd at 45, man. I mean, that's got to be way better, right? I mean, it just has to be way better. But Julia Budd is no joke. And, and we yeah. don't know. Is 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 Aspen Ladd's dominance at 35 because she was always coming in as the much bigger, stronger person, and now she's not going to be able to? So I will say this. I think I, I, I like Aspen Ladd for a straight-up pick. But if I was throwing some dog, if I was if I was trying to make some money on some dogs, because I like betting dogs. If if yep. I if I, I like picking uh, Julia Bud, I think might be a, a solid dog pick. But if it's just a straight up pick, and I'm trying to protect my lead, I think Lad is maybe the right play. I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. I know that because I did not. I went with the dog on that. You one. went with I went Bud. With, I went with Bud on that one. I don't blame uh, you. I don't blame you. It's just her size, man, and just she's used to that. I think she's strong. I mean, and again, she's bigger. That cuts down to that as well. I mean, like I just, but Lad just has a way of being uh, overly strong for her size. So even if she comes in there looking like she's not the bigger of the two of them, she's always super, super strong. And and this might be one that I even change. This is probably one of those ones that you know I'm on the fence until we get to see him. You know when they're see actually the squaring yep. up to each other. But yeah, I, I went I went initially with the dog. I mean, there's what there's a two inch height difference. It's got Lad at a sixty six inch reach, so she's giving up four inches as well on Bud. Bud's got a seventy inch reach. Um, I just feel like man at this size that you know it might be too much. But the, I don't know. This is what we've been pushing for Lad to go to forever. Maybe we're gonna finally see the Lad that we you know mm -hmm. that's not battling the scale, not coming in sunken in, and then, you know, having to rehydrate and recover. And then she usually still goes out there and puts on like a one hell of a grinding performance. So I, I don't know. I guess I'll I guess I'll see when they get on the scale. But initially, yeah, I kinda I kinda went with the dog on this one. I I'm, was thinking that maybe just the uh, expectations and the pressure to show up and, and make a big debut might be too much. But um 
You never know. I think I think you you're know. right. The weigh-ins and the face-offs will be so key on that to factor in. I will say this. There was a media call that they were featured on, and Aspen Ladd, I, I, I was worried. Because, you know, sometimes asking can be very, like, short with answers. And oh, yeah. uh, it feels like almost disinterested. I'm telling you right now, bro, it was the most, like, Involved, uh, the oh, be- wow. like, you know what I mean? It was like a different person, and I, I, and I think clearly See, that's good to know. That's the insider knowledge right there, right? Because you're right. Like that's the kind of shit. Like she's normally like you're just like, wow, she doesn't say one thing, she doesn't say anything, no, and that's just that's just her personality. She's very short, but to think that she's coming in there that at ease and actually feeling so good that she's actually talking, yeah, and interacting. I think it could be partially because she's trying to make a good impression because she was let go of one. She might be wanting to come and say, "Hey, that, that could be." Here's my personality. That you could know? be, but I was just thinking it was because she she wasn't already on that t- that weight cut, and so that yeah. she was just had more energy, and you know what yeah. I mean. It was just happier. So I, I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, yeah. I'll say this: OAM it would be my pick, but I'm sitting here staring at odds right now of Stevie Ray at like plus two ninety five. Ooh, that's. That's bigger than I thought. That's huge, man. So uh, if I was taking some dog money, I, I might throw a little a little dog money on Stevie fucking Ray. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yes, I, I, Stevie fucking Ray. <laughs> I actually went. Uh, I've been Mercier on this one, but you're right. If there's a dog, I mean, like Stevie Ray, he's. I mean, you can't you you can't ever count that kid out, man. He is he is as good as it can be. But man, I want to say uh, OAM. He's just been fighting good lately. Yeah. He's been fighting really, really good, looking really, really good. So I went with him just because, you know, just recency bias. Last time I saw him, I thought he I thought he looked really, really good. So he had a. Uh, by the way, he had. Did you were you watching the whole press conference today? I did, but it was like the audio was so bad in uh, on the on the Zoom. Like so, it was like having a Zoom call, but it, we were hearing their like computer microphone. So it was like it was playing out of the computer speakers, but then recording back into the microphone. So like every time that they were like blah, 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 talking amongst themselves, it was going through the stream. So like we're sitting there like, oh, my God, if they're going to talk shit about somebody, we're going to hear it. So like at one point, Amy started asking questions. They're like, oh, that's Amy asking. I was like, oh, my God, are they going to talk shit? Are they going to talk shit? They didn't. But I was like, that's there was there was a mix up. I don't know if they meant to put that audio through. That's why I was wondering if they're going to send audio out or, or do the other stuff because the Zoom call was like you could barely hear fighters, you could barely hear anything. So, so yes, I was watching the thing, but it was it was we were so I was so tuned out because there were some fighters up on the stage you couldn't even hear. They were so low that they were barely coming through um, the speaker on the computer to go back into the computer microphone. <laughs> That's so, funny. All right, well, yeah. th- so unfortunately it was out. Because Olivia Aubin-Mercier, to me, had the absolute most hilarious moment of the press conference because somebody brought somebody asked the question, it's like, hey, you know, you guys trained together like three years ago or so. Like, you know, what can you tell? I mean, a very fair question, right? Like, you sure. know, what, what what did you take out of that, you know? And, and Olivia Aubin-Mercier, he said, yeah, he's like, man, you're not going to believe this. He's like, we actually found the footage. He's like, I didn't even know we had the footage of us sparring, and we found it. And we really noticed some things, some mistakes that he was making. He's like, nah, I'm just bullshitting. He's like, we didn't have no footage, man. <laughs> and it was so funny. Cause That's awesome. It was so good. I was like, he had everybody going like, oh, damn, he broke down the footage between them that he had. And, like, he noticed some things that they – and he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. He's like, nah, nah, nah. It was a long time ago. It was training. Da, da, don't worry. That's but, awesome. Yeah, per- he's a character. He's, he's a character as well. But, yeah, I, I went with him on the. I went with him on, I, uh, I on think, that one. I just – 
I, you're, I, I think he's the right pick. I really do. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm making just a straight-up pick. But, you know, you're always looking for those ones where, like, the odds don't seem to matter. And I just don't think Stevie Ray should be that big of an underdog. Stevie Ray keeps yeah, kind of as a big underdog. pulling off the upsets and that sort of thing. And then last one, um, look, it's a good match. Stylistically, Sadabusi, Delano Taylor, it's a good matchup. Um, Delano Taylor, man, he's had this incredible run, right? Came in on the challenge, like wasn't even a part of the promotion. Now he's competing for a million dollars. It's a beautiful opportunity for him. It'd be really cool to see him win. And it'd be really cool for the PFL for him to win because, right, then they can say, like, look, this Challenger Series, you know, you know, we can see somebody move that fast. You know, you're never going to see somebody do, like, Dana White's Contender Series, and then by the end of the year, they're a champion, right? But in the PFL, like, that can actually ha- – I shouldn't say never, but most likely, like, it's not going to happen. But here, you know, you could have that opportunity. But I will say this, Sadabusi, man, everything that we're hearing about him in Vegas and, and the training that he's putting in and the work that he's putting in, um, it, it sounds like he's kind of taking his game to another level. So um, I think I'd go Sadabusi. Yeah, I did. I went with that one as well. Uh, and don't forget, there is what the one other one, uh, Akhmadov and Wilkinson. Oh yeah, yeah, I skipped over that. Oh, I, uh, boy, I, I'm surprised in this one too. Um, I kind of like the dog here in Akhmadov as well, man. I think he's looked yeah. pretty good. But you know what? I'm, I'll be. Honest. <laughs> I didn't realize he was the dog. Yes. Did you go? Did you go Akhmadov as well? I did. Dude, I didn't realize the dog. I haven't. I haven't even pulled up the odds. Uh, I didn't realize he was the dog. He's the dog, man. And I'm a little surprised with that. Now again, Wilkinson's talented, but I don't know. I. And I think maybe I have a, a bias towards the better Oz. grappler. And, Anyone yeah, that to, ends in off. Yeah, anybody with off <laughs> automatically just auto, – OV is the end. Nah, we're picking him, man. Hey, hey, he's going to win. He's yeah, going to win. He's yeah, going to yeah. win. But, I think he's going to wrestle. I'm going to guess he's wrestling at some point. <laughs> that's crazy, man. So, look, it's a good card. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll see what the buys – again, I just think people that are think, ah, oh, they're going to have terrible buys and, and uh, this is going to be the downfall of the company like – Slow, slow your roll a little bit. I think this is just an opportunity for them to learn. So so we'll see how it plays out, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I should say, by the way, if you like what you're listening to, do us a favor. Make sure you uh, take a moment, wherever you listen to, make sure you're logged in. You, you give us some feedback. You rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Uh, always appreciate any kind of feedback, even after 400 episodes. Uh, we know that there's things that we can do better, and we don't mind hearing about it. We'd like to hear what you like about us, too. Uh, but, you know, if you could at least rate us and review us, that would be fantastic. And, of course... As Cold Coffee mentioned earlier, if you want to take your game up to the next level, patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow for as little as $3 a month. You can help support the show, and uh, it really goes a long way for us because, you know, there, there are some costs and stuff involved in this, and we certainly uh, appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, you also get exclusive access to the and a half episode, which we record each and every week that there's a USC event, which is almost every event. And I think for this one, uh, obviously, I'm on the scene here, so we'll knock out a and a half episode for this one as well. We do want to give a big, it just makes me think, we got to give a big shout out to the man, the myth, the legend himself, the, the recent uh, new patron, uh, Dan Stupp. Right. Thank you, Dan. Right. Dan's on board. Dan, the original man. Dan, Dan's the man. Uh, I saw that and I was like, oh. And he's, it's funny because he was like, I've been listening forever. He's like, I don't know why. I just finally got around to doing it. But I thought that was pretty cool. So got to make sure we give uh, Big Dan stuff a shout out. So now a lot of you guys that are chatting and saying a lot of that stuff on the uh, inside the the uh, our channel. You might actually get to uh, interact with old Mr. Dan stuff as well. You know, so hopefully he'll jump in. Uh, uh, into some of the the conversations as well, so so good shit. But yeah, welcome aboard, Dan. But yeah, anybody that jumps on Patreon, uh, you know, we've been trying to throw more stuff. It's funny, I don't know why that uh, 
something popped up in my timeline of the lingerie fighting championship. I think it was on my somewhere it popped up something. I was like, you know, I'm just going to share this to the Patreon. And it's funny because I realized that we probably haven't brought that up in a while or something. That's but I, I think everybody seemed to enjoy the highlights of the LFC. I mean, how can you not? But it's funny just going back and listening to it, seeing some of that stuff uh, brought up, brought, brought a smile on my face. So I figured, why not post that? And that's the kind of stuff you're going to get if you're on Patreon. Could you have just went to the YouTube and found it yourself? Yeah, but I found it and brought it to you yeah. on Patreon. And, and then and then that stuff is in your search history, and you don't want that. Like, just, <laughs> just, just, oh no, just let it. Right. No, I mean you. Your search history is already screwed. What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just saying for the average person that doesn't want to have that in their browser history, just come to Patreon.com/slash/TheMayRoadShow. We'll, we'll we'll handle that for you. So should, should that not be in my my work? Computer search history? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah, they're, cl- uh, they're you clearly got any openings over there. They're clearly not monitoring your search history. You'd have been gone a long time ago, sir. So don't uh, don't worry about it. I, I think you're safe. By the way, uh, shout out to uh, Pam Pam Curry for joining as well. The new Patreon.com supporter as well. Oh yes, I forgot that. And, and, yes. and I want to give a shout out because I wanted to make sure you knew that that wasn't uh, that wasn't passive aggressive, Morgan. I, when you said Pam showed up, I'm like. Morgan, you can't talk in third person. <laughs> Only Tony Ferguson gets to do that. And we had somebody else recently do that as well. I can't remember who it was. Uh, the, not the Moicano. Money Moicano. Yes. Money Moicano yes. wants money. <laughs> Moicano <laughs> wants money. Oh. Uh. Such a great post-fight speech, man. And it's so funny because if you know Hinato, like usually he's just so reserved and like, oh, I just got, thank God for this opportunity and my family and everything. That was so out of character, but it was so fun. It was so I fun. I love it. So how are you going to celebrate episode number 400, John, now that it's going to be in the books here soon? What, what, what's the, the plans with the family? I know it's a little bit – oh, it's still early there, but it is nighttime there. It's dark. Yeah, but I it's think it's – dark here early, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. It's almost dark, but, you know, that's you know, that's when the lights come out and it looks pretty here. I think we're just going to grab some dinner and keep it light. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going crazy. You know, when the family's here, uh, I'm not saying we don't crack open a frosty beverage or two, but it might be a little bit different than when we're hanging out with the boys. Just You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, it's literally just like two, not a few and then some. Yeah. <laughs> like when it's the other guy, you might just keep it to two or so. We might, we might, we might keep it a little different. So, But looking forward to going with them. So uh, anyway, listen, uh, I guess enjoy the, the weekend, uh, Las Vegas. Yes. And I'll, uh, I'll I'm, I'm enjoy, you'll be happy to know that I'm enjoying my time in Manhattan much more than normal. That's good, man. I, I appreciate that. And I'm and you're getting your steps in. That's good too. You're looking you're looking a little thinner. I appreciate I like it. it. I, you know. Well, New York, well, New York, you gotta watch it because you're eating that good food. That'll that'll add up, but you're getting the steps in, man. Keep doing that work. I appreciate Keep doing it. Doing that work. You guys have been you guys have been inspiring me. And uh obviously, man, it was it was great to see our, our man Hot T get his fight in the other day. Oh, uh, so awesome. I was on the opposite side yelling, but it was funny because I watched the video of his Instagram. I was on the other side, the back side of the ring, and I thought I was yelling loud enough that he could hear. But when I was listening to that thing, you can't hear me at all. And it's funny because I couldn't hear his corner. I was like, why is this corner not yelling more? But they were. I just couldn't hear from where I was at on the, the thing. But, dude, I was so proud of him. I thought he did good. I was proud of all the guys from uh, from Alta. Um, you know, and I, I, I would be lying if I didn't get a little bit of that, that what do they call it, the FOMO, fear missing out. I was like, ah, that could have been me because I was loving the support that wow. Oscar was getting. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, no, there was a reason you didn't want to do this. I was like, just settle down and be happy for him. And I was so proud of all the guys for getting in there and doing it. Um, 
But yeah, Oscar's fight was it was so much fun, and I, I loved when they were just standing and banging in the middle. And then I was watching people that had no idea who those two were stand up like after a round or after the big knockdown, getting into it. And I was just like, that's incredible. I was so happy for them that they put that effort. But yeah, I was so proud that he did that. And then he got shit faced. And uh, and it's funny because there was a big U- UFC entourage and other people out in the lobby. You were still calling the show. Right. And I was like, well, where's the after party? And they had all these guys. Everybody was all together and they're taking pictures. And then they were like, all right, we're going to move on to the next place. You know, and I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, I know where this goes from this point. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. So I left before it got to be too crazy. But uh, oh, so, so happy for him, man. And uh, yeah, he said he's already verbally agreed um, to come on the show and talk a little bit about it. So uh We'll bring him on. Yeah, we, in time. fact, well, we had him. We had him on the and a half episode. Yeah, he so, was on the and a half. But yeah, yeah, but we'll bring him out here for for those of you that we understand. Not everybody can support us on the, on the Patreon, but for everybody that can, they certainly got a chance to hear that. If you haven't heard the past and a half episode, go do that and you'll get that. <laughs> uh, but we'll bring him on here again as well. Now that he can actually cut back and have a few frosty beverages, we'll have him here on the on the regular show as well. And and by the way, yeah, it it really was a great fight, and I can't wait. It, we don't know when it – I think it might come out this week. We'll find out, but you can see the should fully – Yeah, if they said a week delay or whatever it was, that should be – you would think this weekend, hopefully. I, I hope so. So we'll see if we see that, and you can see the fully uh, commentated version and obviously the you know the high res and, and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I I'm interested to hear, hear, hear how you called it because yeah. I know you guys – I was hyped watching it, but I mean like – and plus, Dave gets into it as well. But it'd be interesting to see, hear how you guys uh, called it when the action was happening. And it was it was a really it was a fun fight. It was back and forth. It really really was a good fight. Uh, and by the way, but and, and I did I shout it out on the and a half episode as well. But I wanted to hear uh, shout out to Justin James and Juan Camilo Renderos, right? And oh, not yeah, yeah. not only a just for their time, you know, in, in the train altar program with you guys and all the time they sacrificed, but to see on fight night. Like how much it really meant to them too, you know oh, what I mean? They completely. weren't they weren't just in there going, oh, come on, yeah, hey buddy, you'll be okay, you know what I mean? Like in each one of their fights, they were so yeah. involved in the corner and like, and, and I saw in, in both of them it was cool too. Was yes, they were coaching them to win, and yes, they were trying to help them make adjustments, but it was also like really like making sure that their fighters were in the moment and understanding yep. like what they've done and and where you know what I mean? It was just cool to yeah. see that, you know. It was like a nice playful competition too between the two of them. Like they both wanted their guys to win, but after they congratulated their guys for their effort, they swapped sides and then congratulated the other yeah. guy because they both trained everybody that was there. There was not like Juan just trade one guy and Justin J trade another one. Like they were both so clearly invested. And in fact, even afterwards, um, when I went out into the lobby, like they were getting some drinks with the guys and they were just both sides and we're just so still into it man like i have the utmost respect uh for those two guys and then the teams that they had like dan tom was in there yep. cornering with uh with justin and bianca uh juan's girlfriend was cornering on his side as well and everybody was into it and it was so good just seeing their passion um come out that night you know and then hearing the because they knew what to say to their fighters because they've been training them for 20 what at that point felt like 30 some weeks or whatever you know it was just bizarre but yeah what a great night man great night of fights so happy for oscar so happy for all the guys and yeah man i have the utmost respect for for those two coaches uh for life now for what they were for what they put into that uh effort it's awesome sure. man. and shout out shout out to rich show and all the guys over at the train alter program because obviously man 
even if you don't fight, it can be a life-changing program, right? Yeah. Like it's done you a, a world of good, even though you had never had an intention to get in there. And uh, yeah. it really is a, a pretty incredible program. So shout out to them for uh, for what they put together and what they're trying to do with the program and continue to grow it and and, yeah. uh, and bring it to new places. So cool stuff, cool stuff. But we'll have on the uh, the undefeated uh, hot tea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very I soon. Know, baby. We'll have some we'll have some good time because uh, yeah, man. I don't I don't think I, I well I do travel a couple times. I got CFFC. Um, and Fury grappling at the year, but I'll, I'll be home for a couple weeks in Vegas, so we can we can all get together then. Yeah, we're not traveling. To, I think Orlando's coming too. We're not traveling to Orlando. I did see that. Wow. So, okay. yeah, you're not doing Orlando. No, nah, I'm not doing Orlando either. So I'm actually yeah. excited to be home for a little bit. So I like the short fun, trips. Fun. I like the short trips for CFSC, like 48 hours, baby. I like that. Yeah. It's been good. It's <laughs> good. So all right, well, listen, uh, I'm gonna go run. I think my family's uh, getting a, a little antsy. Want to go hang out a little bit. I'm sure they're just tired of listening to my uncontrollable volume uh, inside this hotel room. <laughs> I'm sure that the people in the rooms on the either side are as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully everybody here on uh, floor 40 has enjoyed one half of the MMA Roadshow because I know you heard every word. Oh, man. Uh, and more importantly, for all of you out there, thanks for listening.